Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan presents Football at Four. Here's The Drive. There's Sean Payne's Russ stacking days. I'm a little bit more like making sure we're we're progressing as a team and and certainly like today Cortland had a fantastic practice and you know I said this before there's always ebbs and flows to this training camp defense and offense and um, and and you know having success offensively is important because you know that you, you get you gain that confidence maybe that you need and in, in, uh, that only comes from 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 it actually happening so um, but overall, we've had a good week. KO, Orlando Franklin, why did Russell Wilson have such a good day today? I think he's getting a lot more familiar with this offense. I think he's feeling a lot more comfortable with his wide receivers. I think um, you 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 noticed the depth chart came out today, and Adam Troutman was the starting tight end. More yes. reps with a guy that was willing to kind of do it all. So it's a lot less, oh, I think this guy could go up and make this play. I think this guy's going to make this block. And it's more uh, more confidence where I know this guy's going to make this play. So with Russell Wilson being able to be more confident with the 10 guys around him, there's less hesitation with getting the ball out of his hand. It was remarkable, wasn't it? Absolutely. And then it was just like, okay, Russ, way to go. Like, this is a very positive day. They're working on third down. I think, and you know, he had four snaps, and, and three of them were completions. That would have been uh, uh, first downs. The other one he kind of ran on, and okay, sure. Maybe he got sacked. Maybe he pick it up. Who knows? Certainly didn't make a bad pass. Didn't turn it over. Was very effective in... Um, Man, I cannot believe Hackett did not do one-on-ones. I mean, it's mind-blowing. Like, for everybody. I mean, so I hear you. One-on-ones, not real football. But where do you work on things? At I what don't know. point of practice do you give these guys a opportunity to work on something and now try to perfect something that they might need later on down the line or just that week against the player that they're going against? Mm-hmm. Each and every individual is different. I would look at a guy like Justin Houston. He was similar to Von Miller, just a bigger version of Von Miller. So a lot slower, but I would practice. I'd tell Von, like, going into that week, just do you. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want because the player that I'm going against is just like you. Mm-hmm. And if it was a different week, I would be like, hey, I need a little bit more bull rush or this, this, and that. But you don't give people the opportunity if you're not working on one-on-ones. Did you catch who the special coaching guest was today? The special coaching guest. Yeah. No, I did not. Jared Allen was out there. Nice. Jared Allen was out there. Um, he's got a relationship with Sean Payton. It's just like a guest spot. Oh. Payton said he's dipping his toe in the pool, and he was working with Zach Allen afterwards. I did not know he was there. Mm. I had no idea until it got brought up later on. So I give cool. a, a gold star to Brandon Stokely. I don't know how he spotted Jared Allen from up in the tent where we was, but but he did. Yeah. So good for Stoke. I, I didn't. And I was like, Jared Allen was here? <laughs> and then I turn around, and he's working with Zach Allen on kind of just what you were saying right there. It was just one-on-one, just little stuff, little technique. And it just made me realize, like, yeah, man, like, you need to run some one-on-ones. You need to work your craft. You I've, need to You need to have those, those moments. I've, how many times do you look at a football game, and after the game, now you see a pass rusher from one team chopping it up with another pass rusher from another team. 
I've watched Tom Lee sit back there after a game and, you know, talking with Joey Bosa when Joey got in the league and I, mm. when I was with the Chargers. And now Tom was like explaining a technique to him. Mm. All right. But now, Joey, you, you're not just going to go implement that in a game. Mm-hmm. Like, in, in, practice it might not dictate that because you got to play the run you got to play the pass and oh just muscle memory is going to put you in moves that you've already done before but if you do one-on-ones now you can remember that put it in the memory bank and and pull it out okay i remember you know jared allen told me this if you're zach allen tomorrow now you try to implement that going against quinn minor what you don't think it helps Cortland Sutton to go against sertan and vice versa i mean never mind you know sertan and judy who've known each other for years and years and years but I think when you have guys at the highest level working their craft, you can only get better. Well, the Broncos just threw that all away last year. They just didn't even do it. And it's an attitude thing. That's what I love. Like, So I've hated one-on-ones between offensive line and defensive line. But in hindsight, what you have to love about it, it's, hey, it's me against you. Mm-hmm. I know I got to get this done. Everybody's watching. If I'm a wide receiver, I know the ball's coming to me. There is no other option. If you're PS2, you know you're getting thrown at. There is no other option. Can you you hone in on your technique and take care of business right now? Yeah, that's very well said because how how much practice goes by and nobody even challenges Sertan. Yeah. So he, you know, if you don't do the one on ones, he's going to like get no work, which which was what was happening last year. Uh, Our training camp um, analysis. 2023 training camp is presented by Great Range Premium Bison. What is the big news for Orlando Franklin? <laughs> um, well, I, I, I did a deal. I signed a contract with ESPN. This year I'm going to be doing 15 games with the ACC Network. Wow. So I'm going to be calling games play-by-play. How about that, huh? Yeah. Lost 100 pounds now. I got it. They say I got a face for TV now. You know, just, just they don't want to just keep you me in the keep radio that booth. Beard like that? What are you gonna do for? Um, uh, what are you doing there? Well, with TV, it'll just it'll be like this, but it'll be a lot a, a lot uh, lower. Yeah. So okay. Just be a but you lower. gotta keep the the chin strap. Yeah. The chin strap. Yeah. <laughs> so the chin strap. 35 years right here, D-Mac. It's, uh, all, it's all that grows. <laughs> if I start growing the rest of it, it's really patchy. So yeah. And with George Sedano, is that right? With George Sedano, another Miami guy. Pros, so, pro. Yeah, pros, pro. Absolutely love George. Um, George was was here during the uh, the NBA Finals broadcasting from uh, our production studio over there. Yeah, so he lives out there on the West Coast in L.A. What are you it's doing? Be very interesting. What Week you... one, we got your guys. I we got know. Colgate versus Syracuse, baby, up it, in your hood. That, in the dome. Yes. Up in Syracuse. Yes, sir. Look for the statue of D-Mac. Yeah, I'm going to be looking <laughs> for it. I'm going to be lobbying for it. I'm going to get some people to go out there and just outright protest for it. <laughs> Let's go, hey, baby. Man, can I just say, we are so proud of you, and what an accomplishment. And uh, I think, KJ, and uh, I'm, we're blown away. We are blown away. And what an amazing opportunity. KJ, you want to try Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean... I see how hard you work, man, and, and, you know, to be able to get this opportunity is, is another stepping stone towards yeah, something great that you're, you know, building. So, you know, we obviously want to commend you. It's it's not easy, man, coming up in this business. And any time that you can take those steps and progress, gosh, man, it makes me happy for anybody who's able to do that, man. So more love, more power, more no success doubt. to you, bro. No doubt. Man, I appreciate that, Thank man. Thank God. It means a lot. It means yes. absolutely a lot. I appreciate somebody that. somebody to shut up, stink with doing the games. <laughs> oh, this, 
At least we got something else going on here, right? Oh, my God. Mark's ego. How does he fit in the door? <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, the depth, congratulations. I think oh, that's the bottom line. It's a big, big deal. I knew it was coming. You, we talked about a little behind the scenes. And I was joking to O about Syracuse because it's the ACC. Yep. Your first game is Syracuse. <laughs> I mean, that is just awesome. Yep, yep. That is that is such must-watch. I mean, I'm a must-watch Syracuse guy anyways. Okay. But me and Evans, the one thing we can agree on. is Syracuse. That's right, baby. You guys going to get the win, Colgate? I thought they were a toothpaste. All right, we'll uh, we'll hear from more about the depth chart. There's a couple of other very interesting twists, especially with Kareem Jackson. Details next. It's training camp 2023. Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. Presents the drive. Cortland Sutton today. I think he's strong. I think he's healthy. In fairness to him, I mean, I think he's healthy. He's moving well. I, um, his body weight was just what we wanted when he reported to camp. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like how he's been working. Today was really good. Okay. Agreed. And then um, Sutton O gets up at the podium. Ah, oh, wow. Okay. Damn. <laughs> like. Every now and then, one of these guys catches your attention just with their build, and it's just like, wow. Mm. And uh, That's a good-looking body right there, dude, huh? Dude, his arms, I mean, especially his arms, just I guess. Just chiseled. Look at him. Oh, my God. Did he, get in, did, he get in, did he get in fighting shape and shred down for training camp, or was it for his wedding in Cabo? Boy, good question. <laughs> it's a, that's a nice combo meal. You know how you got to be at your best at the wedding day, right? You know, I... I think he, that's actually a funny thing that you pointed out. I think he took the six weeks between um, mandatory minicamp and training camp pretty damn seriously. Yeah. And it, it it shows. Listen, he already looked good in the spring, but this is just, this is next level. I mean, he, and he admitted, he said, I, I just wasn't happy and it's insanity doing the same thing over and over and, and expecting different results. So he really did change everything, um, you know, that he was doing. He joked about, you know, I hung out with Jordan Beasley. Jordan Beasley is a PR person for the uh, the Broncos. He's not the tallest fella, but he is by far the most yoked up, pumped up, muscle bound PR person of all time in Broncos history. Mm. So Jordan is. I heard Jordan talking about back day or leg day. Or I don't know what he was talking about, but he is just yoked. He's a PR guy. He's now, a black guy that's in the tent, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And and uh, I might have him beat on height. Okay, maybe. No, it's 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 close. Okay, but, I'll, but I'll pay attention to that next, he, next he, time I'm out there. Well, we're all just short guys to you. Yeah, you guys know, are all shorter. Who's guys. taller, me or KJ? KJ. Yeah, he might be. I don't know. Uh, he, might be, he might be just, but it's close. It's pretty close, KJ. You got me? D-Mac measures like little kids measure. You know how they come up to you, and then they're like, they go up a couple inches when they leave yeah, like when, they, when they're doing that, they're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, KJ, do you got me? You might go. Do you got me? Seriously, probably about like half an inch. It's close. Yeah, it's it's, it's really close. Mm. Yeah, I stopped growing a long time ago. So Yeah, me too, unfortunately. Anywho, that's what he was joking about. He had a he had a great day. He looks unbelievable. You know, I, I threw it out there on the old Zokley show in the tent that 
Could we see a 100-catch season? Oh, 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 it's not the tent. Oh, I'm sorry. The Denver Sports, uh, the, the DenverSports.com. Zone. Com zone. Right. Zone. 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 There you go. DenverSports.com zone. Sorry. Not the tent. Blasphemy. I said, could Cordless Sutton get 100 catches this year? You know, it's really not crazy, man. It's six catches a game, O, for 17 games. Yeah. Is that nuts to think that Cortland Sutton could get 100 catches? Oh, man. For Cortland Sutton to six get 100 catches, catches? Six catches a game. I would say Jerry Judy has to. Can we have two 1,000-yard receivers? Can the Broncos Probably have not. But Probably not. Because Jerry Judy's going to have to be stressing out some teams, too. Right, so Cortland, if if it's going well for Cortland at the start of the year, come Wednesdays, coaches are going to be, hey, this is the game wrecker. We got to make sure we understand where fourteen is at all times, and how do we take away fourteen? This is the outlet for Russell Wilson. But if Jerry Judy is is having his way as well, now it's kind of like, well, how do you do it? But I do believe that Cortland can be a thousand yard receiver what I see what my eyes tell me right now can he catch a hundred balls he's going to need his teammates now where it's not just only him that they have to focus on each and every week well I'm just seeing a guy who can body up anybody who can high point anybody who now looks like he can outrun most people how about that mm-hmm. I I didn't think I'd see that at all credit for to him son. Yeah. yes Judy does get open. Who did, whose ankles did he break today? Oh, was he just Martin made Mathis? DeMar Mathis just in, yeah. in the open space. Just, yeah. And Judy made it. Actually, the he whole, made the a crowd started chuckling. There's three thousand people just kind of chuckling like, at la- practice. I know. Yeah, it was a little harsh. They're yeah. kind of like laughing at Damari. But it was Judy's been doing stuff like that too. I think Judy is just he's going to drop a ball or two that is going to drive people nuts. It's just you know. He does it enough during practice that you're like, okay, it's going to happen. But he almost always comes back with like a really good catch or a series of catches after he drops a ball that he should have caught. With the mindset and focus that I've seen out of Cortland Sutton for the last couple of weeks of training camp, I am hoping that at some point that that's what we start to see out of Jerry Judy. Mm. That just laser focus dialed in. Because it doesn't matter who you're putting on Cortland right now. Cortland is lining up against PS2. He's like, matter. let's go. Like, yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the traffic. doesn't matter what happens no. in front of him on the play. Like, he is dialed into that football. And the mentality has shifted where when that ball is in the air, it's my ball. I'm coming down with it. Let me go through a couple other things on the depth chart. And I know a lot of the depth chart doesn't matter. But let me just go through a couple things. Marvin Mims on kick return, punt return. And essentially the third wide receiver over Montreal, Washington and over, you know, Callaway, little Jordan Humphrey um, and, and they're with Brandon Johnson. OK, how significant is that for Marvin Mims, Jr.? Rookie. Very significant. Now, can you hold on to it, young fellow? It's his to lose. You got the ju- you got the opportunity mm-hmm. when you go in this week, you will be critiqued like a one. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you at in your alignment? You can't mess this thing up. If you're supposed to be five yards away from the offensive tackle, you, you can't be at five and a half. You can't be at four and a half. I think that it's his job to lose, but he's better dial into the little things. The guy I feel the most sorry for at training camp is Mike Purcell. You wouldn't want to be in his shoes for all the tea in China, aside from how great it is to be a professional athlete. But he's oh. off there by himself. 
going through work by himself and just he's, you know, what what is he on? Is he on NFI or PUP? NFI. He's on NFI. It's just, it, it must suck to be Mike Purcell right now, just rehabbing the best you can because he's not allowed to practice with the team. So clearly he can do certain things, but because he's on NFI, he can't get in there in the mix with everybody else. So he's out there with a trainer by himself for practice. That's got to suck. Um, not necessarily. Oh, I mean, it looks. I mean, it looks awful. But if when anybody's me- coming back from an injury, though, D Mac, you work with the trainer, right? Javante Williams. When these guys took their six weeks off, I'm sure there were many days where Javante Williams was by himself with one of the athletic trainers. Okay, it, it doesn't look much fun. And uh, Mark Purcell has that benefit of his body feels the best. Okay, all, all right. the guys right now. Jonathan Harris uh, as one of the starters. What do you think about that? I like it. You know, I think Jonathan has, has worked his butt off, but it's also the, the same exact thing. I think that position is still up in the air. It will be how people we'll do see. in preseason. We'll see. Okay, because you got Matt Henningsen there, um, uh, P.J. Mustafer maybe. I think I Henningsen you know. will be it, – it, he would be inserted into the starting role at some point, and he'll get his opportunity as well. Okay. Um, and then finally, Kareem Jackson – or Caden Stearns. It's like a slash or an or or whatever you want to put it. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? I think that the team recognizes that, hey, if we could get younger at this position right now with a guy that can play some special teams for us, now we might be able to activate another body somewhere else. Well, I, I've just watched Stearns just take first team reps time after. I'm actually surprised. I'm surprised the other way. He's not, like, I'm, I'm he's surprised. not fighting him off. They're trying to give the ball to Caden. They're trying to give right. the job to Stearns. They're trying to do that. Kareem Jackson is not going to play any special teams for you right. this year. So they're trying right. to give him the job, but he hasn't went out there and taken it yet. So now you got to go into this thing and put a little slash and have Kareem Jackson's name in there. And Kareem recognizes it. I've seen times where Kareem's out there with the twos. I've even seen him take some That's reps in seven lot. on seven with the threes right. out there. Right. right. So if you could get younger and now have the ability of keeping a guy, knowing that that guy brings some special teams value as well as a football team, when you only get, what, 46 guys activated on game day, it just makes you a little more versatile with how you're able to activate guys. We'll give you an update about Mike McGlinchey. And the big question is, what is now, in a very positive way, going on with Russell Wilson? We'll get to that next. Presents the drive. Why'd you have to go to Fat Cat? When I was at the University of Miami in uh, my sophomore year, I had a great idea that I wanted to play at 350 pounds and just be (laughs) as big as possible. And um, made it through the year, didn't get hurt at all, but the coaches weren't having it. So, what was your strategy to put on uh, to get to 350? What was that based on? Oh, man. What what takeout window did you ruin? No, just the, the Eden Hall. Just get oh, really? They, they would have uh, burgers and fries and hot dogs lined. And, Come and get them. Go in there and get me a triple cheeseburger and, and get a okay. chicken burger as well and fries and, and just eat just... Oh, Whatever. Christ. Oh my God. And uh yeah, it was uh it was nuts that year. But we're talking about off the air, we're talking about that kid from TCU who's yeah. uh, six five, four hundred and fifty five pounds. Yeah, that kid gotta he's gotta lose weight, man. He's gotta drop down. It just doesn't but, look healthy. It doesn't look healthy, it looks I'm, bad. I'm I'm sure. How does he that, even play football? Exactly. 
How do you play football? How do you do conditioning? Coaches are going to have to modify everything that you do. But also, you know, you're constantly worried about this guy and worried if he could get through the day of practice being that big. So after my sophomore year, Coach Shannon sat me down. He's like, hey, listen, we want you down, and this is where we want you by the time we start mat drills. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I showed up to Matt Drills, I was a couple pounds over what he wanted me at. I was like 335 at that point. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to come back in at 330. And he put me in fat camp. Um, had to get up at 530 <laughs> in the morning and go to the training facility. Yeah, right <laughs> and just grinding it out, so grinding it out man. Awful. Fat camp consisted of you had a, you got to pick three out of four of the um, – um, machines, stationary see, machines. See, I picture it totally different. I picture like at a camp in the woods with like with yeah. counselors that shirts really don't fit that well. Yeah, no Canoe, canoes that are barely hanging in there above the water. No, fat <laughs> camp know? is on the archery with like this a McDonald's bag. <laughs> right, um, fat no, camp. Fat camp was the scores are huge. They're massive, right? Yes. They're just. You're just leaning into so it. So you just had to it get up and you had to do miserable things to... Yeah, so know, 5.30 easily. in the morning, you were there. Um, you had an hour workout before anybody got there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it consisted of 15 minutes of stretching. And then you got to pick three out of the four machines that were chosen. Ugh. One was a treadmill. One was an elliptical. The Stairmaster was in there as well. And a, a bike was in there. And you, the Stairmaster was no matter what. Everybody oh, okay. had to do the Stairmaster okay. no matter what. So three things, 15 minutes on each thing, Stairmaster was non-negotiable. Did, did a woman in a weird period piece uh, stand behind you with a bell yelling shame? <laughs> I mean, it no, sounds terrible. Not at all. But um, but you must have felt like oh, that. Um, yeah. I mean, it couldn't have been, you couldn't for have been me, happy. For me, it, what really pissed camp. me off is that I never missed a conditioning test while I was at the University of Miami. Yeah. I could run for days. Like, I could go out there, and not only would I run for days, I would tell, like, wide receivers, running back, like, hey, if you guys need to bend over, don't bend over because they'll sorry, add I, more. Bend, uh, okay. So when you're conditioning, right, no, you guys want to put their hands on the knees and bend over. I understand. And I would go up to, like, the little guys, the smaller guys, and be like, hey, just lean on me. Like, I got you. Lean just on lean on me. me. I got you. <laughs> right? So I was always in great shape. Uh, so it's just like, why am I here? At some point, I'll drop the weight, and whether I was 350 or 315, I would run like a gazelle. Our uh, analysis of Training Camp 2023 is presented by Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. Hey, Rob Walton out there two days in a row. Rob Walton. Uh, the, the Rob Walton. You know? Goodle. Rob mm. Walton. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. Yeah. Hanging out Mr. Goodle. Mr. Goodle. Yeah. Hanging out with uh, Greg Penner. Got some downtime. Got a little downtime. Yeah. Sean Payton was check on my football team. Sean Payton hey, was, was that them sitting up there outside that that little door up there on the little second level? Uh, it could have been. I, I thought I saw some people. Out I there. mean, you know, he, he can sit wherever he wants. There he owns the he owns the field. He owns the, the building. He can, he can go wherever he wants. Mm. He's uh he's 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 Rob Walton. I mean, I'm not saying Greg Penner doesn't have you know some skin in the game, but I mean Rob Walton is you know he's the real owner. He's the owner owner. Mm. So it was cool to see him, um, you know, and, and Sean Payton was joking that, uh, hey, did uh, I, I told Mr. Walton, I go, uh, well, we're playing in Arizona Friday. You live there, so mm. glad you came up. But you can you imagine the life of Rob Walton? 
Where do I feel like going today in the country? <laughs> Should I check in on my football team? Yeah. You know. Maybe you might want to fly with this football team this week. Sure. I mean, do whatever. He went to all the road games last year. Yeah. I mean, he was present. I just hadn't seen him this year, so it was good to see him, Mr. Walton. That's hey, your team out there. Hey, when you got billions, you know, why do why do you want to go on a practice field and hang out for two, two hours? Because it's probably fun. <laughs> It's probably like, I don't know, kind of cool. Really? You think that's fun? I, th- I don't think it's fun to do it every day. Yeah. But, you know, to go and check in on your team that you own, mm-hmm. hell yeah, that's fun. That you really, damn act together. That you really don't have much to do with the day-to-day operations because your son-in-law is taking care of it. But there's so much more fun things to do. Well, but there's, you're Rob Walton, dude, there's, right? always, there's always tomorrow. So it's there, nice to always... see him out there for two days, though. Why did Russ look so good today? Why was he impressed? So was, was it because of Rob Walton being out there? <laughs> Man, I wish because we know Rob Walton's going to be at each and every game this year. That's that's right. But I think Russ looks better and better because he feels more and more comfortable with this offense, and he's a lot more confident with the surrounding cast, the ten guys that are around him. And as training camp goes on. He's starting to think like Sean Payton and understand what Sean Payton wants him to accomplish on each and every play that is called. Everything looks great with Russell Wilson right now. How he's carrying himself, how he's motivating guys out there on the field. Um, When he walks in, I look at, I'm a big body language guy. And right now you could tell that everything's kind of clicking for Russell Wilson right now. And he's very comfortable with where he's at with this offense right now. Well, he's had great days. He's had great to you hear me. I'm not stuttering. I'm, I'm not ragging on him. Hey, everybody uh, heard you. I hey, had man, to get hey, promo that. I, I said that, it clear. Promote it. Sit, save it. We got to keep that. He's Freaking had great. He's on had the great, record. He's had great days. Can't can't take it off. Uh, and so let's go. I mean, you have days like if you, the way he was converting third downs today when they were working third downs was impressive. Um, Man, if you... Uh, Did you see the red air repair? That then it, uh, it was that's good. when they herded the moguls. Yeah, we were watching, though. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, it was, well, it was talk nice about it, because you had a much better view than I did at that point. I just looked crisp. It looked like everybody was on the same page, understood exactly what was at stake. And the big thing about that last period today, man, it feels so amazing to have a coach that... Uh, there's a purpose of what you do. So you start off that last period of the day... And it's Danucci. Yeah, you're like, they finally gave him a shot. That was the first time he ran the two-minute offense. You're running two-minute offense. That was the first time he had a chance to do yeah. that all training camp. Yeah, but he's doing that because on Friday, <laughs> That's right. you're going to have opportunity to run a two-minute hey, offense hey, at some no, point. No doubt right? about it. For Danucci. So, but why am I going to make the Stedham and, and Russell Wilson run a two-minute offense? We're not going to do that today. So what are we going to do? We're going to work on red area. I know. It's We're going to line it up and, you know, first and 10 from the 30, and let's see if we can punch it in. Mm-hmm. So I love that order of operation because too. each and every day seems like they're you know what they're working on. Yeah. yeah there's a sense of purpose. There's a, This is going to come up at some point, but it was really crisp at the end of practice to cap off a great day for this offense. How about that, man? So we go into this. Now there's nothing tomorrow for the public. Then they get down to Arizona. Hopefully the grass holds still. Marlon Mack, is he out for the year? Did he, yeah. he blow out his Achilles? Achilles, Achilles thing. Yep. Yeah, he's done. Damn, man. And that's, there were that's, a couple days, too. So that's the, the field where that injury happened to him. The Super Bowl was embarrassing last year. And this is the same exact turf the Broncos are about to play on on Friday. I want to ask you about um, Garrett Bowles. I want to get into uh, your Javante your take. 
Okay. Which is interesting, for sure. Not exactly. Uh, there's been a little pushback on your Javante take. And um, and our guy, Andrew Mason, will join us all coming up. Yeah. You ready for it? Absolutely. This is the drive on the fan. It's training camp 2023. Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. Presents the drive. Andrew Monasterio at the plate. He's been a pain in the neck this whole series. Routine ground ball to short. Tobar gets behind it low. Oh! Yeah, now the Rockies the game. Yeah. So the Rockies lose. Our guy Drew Goodman on AT&T Sportsnet. So they lost. Okay. Mm. And that's your Rockies update. That's it. That's See you next year. You want anything else? I don't know. Um, Javante Williams. What's your take on Javante Williams these days? Um, we're going to have Cecil, we're gonna Cecil with Patrick Sertan in a second. Williams yeah, is, sorry. Um, I think Javante Williams is a heck of a football player. I just don't think what we have known to love about Javante Williams and what we've seen out of him the last couple years while healthy, I don't think we're going to see that out the gate come, you know, September, whatever it is, against the Las Vegas Raiders. I think it's going to take some time for him to get back to pre-ACL form. Are they, what's he missing then in your opinion right now? So when I've watched Javante Williams out there practice, there's been there's been days where he's looked absolutely amazing. And then there's been days where he looks like he's a step behind. Mm-hmm. Looks like that knee is probably, there's a little bit of soreness. The, the body's going down. And for me, it brings up cause for concern because nobody's tackling you right now. Mm-hmm. Running back position is such a reactive position where I got to get in the hole. I got to put my feet down. I'm running away from people. I'm not trying to get lined up and hit square by this 340-pound defensive tackle. And But yet I have to run between these tackles in order to, to just go get it at times. Where for me, when I'm seeing the loss of step, and I'm, I, it just brings up a little bit of concern now when I know football games are going to start and you're going to feel worse after football games. So am I relying on Javante for 17 games this year for the Broncos? Hell no, I'm not relying on them. And I think they would be stupid to look at Javante, especially what he's done in training camp so far, and think that he's going to be out there and available for everything you want him to be doing for 17 games. It's just not going to happen. Javante is number one on the depth chart with P. Ryan number two. Number three was Tyler Batty. How about that? Four was Tony Jones Jr. And five was Jaleel McLaughlin. Okay, interesting, because we've been singing the praises of Jaleel McLaughlin. Anything to read into there? Um, it could be many things. It could be just we've seen him in the run game, and we have praised him in the run game. But is he perfect in the passing game? Or is he where he's supposed to be? Um, has he been doing some things where the coaching staff have harped on? So for me, it's just like, okay, Jaleel McLaughlin, you're going to get a great look. They're going to get multiple plays on you this week against Arizona. You're going to probably play, you know, 25 snaps. Do you capitalize on this opportunity and work your way up this depth chart, or do you still stay there at the fifth position? Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. Um, am I missing something on Tyler Batty? Should I should I be a little bit more focused on him? Um, for me, at the running back position, I think that you, you don't really focus on anything until something happens bad. Don't worry about it. Right? So okay. we'll, we will be able to see what Tyler Batty does in the run game when he's handed the ball. Has he I'm, stood out to you as a better runner than McLaughlin? 
They all look the same at the running back <laughs> position because they're not tackling to the ground. You can't so, tell the difference. Yeah, there. you know, when the when the line – and I think the running back is at a disadvantage in training camp yeah. because you're not tackling. And, so who you knows? Know, who really knows? Right. And then I would have to be in the meeting rooms to understand, okay – are their eyes right in protection? Mm-hmm. Do, where does the the, the 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 orange stripe in the middle of the helmet? Does it look like on the snap that you know Tyler Batty's looking to the right because the line is sliding to the left and he knows who he has in protection? And then in the passing game when he's involved in it, does he get to the right spot or does he take too long? Looking at the wide receivers, see Jerry Judy, Cortland Sun. I'm looking at the depth chart, and then you got Brandon Johnson, who's hurt for at least a couple of weeks with an ankle sprain, but not too bad. Hate that for him. And Marvin Mims Jr. Hey, way to go, Marvin Mims Jr. Then you see Marquez Callaway and Kendall Hinton. Then you see little Jordan Humphrey and Jalen Virgil, and then you see Montreal Washington and Taylor Grimes, as well as uh, Michael Bandy and Nick Williams. Any surprise at all? that Taylor Grimes and Montreal Washington are so low on the depth charts. No. Um, Montreal Washington, if you were going to make this this team, I believe that it had to have punt returner one and punt and, and uh, p- oh, kickoff returner one next to it. So he comes into today. He's not one kick returner or punt returner. He's behind Mims. Yep. And he's as low as you can go, despite making some really good plays, and Taylor Grimes, too, on the depth chart as receiver. But uh, so for me, so how's he making the team? I also believe that the Broncos are strategic in how they're doing this because Marlon Mims Jr. is not going to be up the whole entire game against Arizona. Mm-hmm. You're going to shut him down at some point. Right now, you have him listed as your number three wide receiver because Brandon Johnson got hurt. Mm-hmm. His night is going to be very short on Friday, right? So for me, it could be a strategic thing where now is because he's the the third wide receiver because he's going to be going with the ones because we're going to shut him down we're also going to give him the first opportunity to return a punt the first opportunity to return a kickoff um with a guy like um um our guy montreal washington Mm -hmm. if he was the punt returner number one you're going to shut him down at some point, D-Mac. Mm-hmm. You're going to get other opportunities to look at other guys returning punts, just like returning kicks as well, knowing that he's at down near the bottom of the depth chart when it comes to the wide receiver game. So it, it would not make any sense. So I think this is Sean Payton and his special team staff looking at the big picture of it all and saying, okay, Marvin Mims Jr., we're going to put you in this third posi- the third wide receiver position, so we will give you the first opportunity to return punts and kicks as well. Because after the second quarter, you're not going back in this football game. I would say, and, and by the way, on the kickers, it's uh, Fry and uh, Maher are both like with the, you know, it's one or the other. I think the advantage still is with Maher. But, hey, you never know. And Sean Payne's been very open about that in terms of that position. That yeah, they're competing against each other, but they're also competing against all the other kickers who are about yeah, to Yeah, the get, five other kickers that get cut in that in national football. Right. Game. So who knows what's going on there. All right, one other point I want to make on the um, on the depth chart is what did I see? Do 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 do. Tight end. Well, the tight ends are quirky because, well, I just think, <laughs> I mean, I think Alberto's going to get cut. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know how he makes the team. I know they're trying to work him in at special teams. I've seen some interesting things with him and Dulcich on the field at the same time, but I don't think that's. Sustainable. I think that's kind of a quirky sort of deal more than something they're going to I would love that in 3rd and 8 plus. Um, 
I saw it in red zone. It was pretty cool. You know, it worked. Yeah. But it wasn't with the first team. It was just sort of thrown in there over the weekends. And... They've got to earn the right to create that package. Earn right, the right to right. have Sean Payton list a little package on his call let, sheet let, with let, Alberto and, and Greg Let Kelsey. me reverse this. How does Alberto make the team at this point? What what can he do to make the team at this point? Just go out there and, and do what you're supposed to do this Friday night. You're going to go against a lot of guys that were holding on for dear life, that know their football opportunity is coming to an end, their football career is coming to an end. So do you stand out? You should stand out. Mm. Pastor Tan, talk with Cease about that. A little one-on-one at DeverSports.com. Here he is talking about being with his third different coordinator. Yeah, um, it's a lot different. Um, you know, the standard, um, you know, they just changing the attitude, changing the standard around. Um, we're all about winning, focusing on winning games, focusing on getting to that next step, which is the playoffs, Super Bowl, um, you know, and, you know, bigger things ahead, you know, for our future. So, um, you know, they told us, you know, each and every day we're working out here. So, um, you know, we work into something bigger and better. Okay. It must suck to just work with a different <laughs> coordinator. <laughs> yeah, I mean, things change. At least, hey, at least VJ is trying to use their language, right? Yeah, he's not trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, and credit to credit to VJ with that because when you have a young cornerback like PS2 that has bursted onto the scene, has had so much success, you don't want to start messing with his head now, creating too much terminology mm-hmm. and just changing it all the time. Sometimes if it's not broke, don't fix it. And the back end, those guys have been communicating really well with each other as a unit for the last couple of years. So if you have Justin Simmons and those veteran guys that have played together a long period of time, you could keep the terminology the same and, and now let those guys try to take their game to the next level. Here's the stand about playing the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, they had our number for the past, I don't know how amount of years, but um, yeah. They have- a long time. It's been 15 losses in a row. It's seven and a half years. Mm. Okay. Obviously have a little run, but it's, you know, it's about our time to, you know, sort of end that run, you know, and have have our side go in our favor, you know what I mean? Because obviously they've done great things in the past with them just winning the Super Bowl. So, you know, they got all the confidence in the world. So we got to come up, you know, and make sure that we focus on our division first and win those big games, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> He's never beat the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simmons has once or twice, maybe. Yeah, he was on the team. And wait, was he on the 2015 team? No, 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 no. no, no. no. no he's never. Was no, I'm sorry. Year. Yeah, he's never beat the Chiefs. Just well, since, no, no, no. 2015, the Broncos split with the Chiefs. The Super Bowl well, they did. That's when the streak started, though. Okay. the The streak started. With Peyton Manning having that terrible game and getting booed off the field mm. with a quarterback rating of zero with the Broncos down 20 nothing at home to the Chiefs. That's where it started. Mm. It started the year the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Okay. So Simmons has never beat them. Yeah. Sertan's never beat them. I mean... Uh, Nobody on this football team has beat them. Holy cow. Hold on a second. That cannot be true. That what There's no mean? way. Because, well, guys have B-Mac's been on... gone. Oh, like from on other teams? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. On as other a teams, Bronco. As a Bronco, yeah. yeah. Nobody on the Denver Broncos as a Bronco has beat them. But this is our year. Yeah. It's coming quick. I mean. It's coming before the bye week twice. Yeah. It's a Thursday night game, and you turn around one week, and you play them again in the next week. I love that. And then you got a bye week after that, and then you got the Bills after that. Mm, just love it. <laughs> 
Let's just Bron- let's go yeah, in the right. blender. What's the Broncos? Yeah, talk to me. What's the Broncos' <laughs> record at the bye week? The what's the Broncos' record at the bye week? We got eight games right there. Um, week one, win, win, win. Uh, okay, yeah, I got three and one right there. <laughs> Five and one. Oh, you got to beat the Jets. Yeah, six and uh, one. Okay. Six and one. So they just beat the Chiefs. Uh, Orlando. No, 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 no. Six and you got six and one. They're going to split. Right. I don't think. Oh, when are they beating uh, yeah, the Chiefs? Give me, give me six and three. I don't think it's their year yet. They'll be a lot more competitive, but I still think they drop those two to the Chiefs. So give me six and well, three. Well, it'd have to be five and three then. Five, uh, yeah, five and three. Five, eight games. So. Yeah. So you think they dropped two to the Chiefs. Yeah. So the streak continues. And what's their third loss? Miami. And they beat Vegas at home. They beat Washington at home. They go to Chicago, get it done. They beat Chicago, the the Hackett Bowl. They win the Hackett Bowl. Mm -hmm. They lose to Kansas City twice, and they beat Green Bay in between. Yes. Man, I'll sign up for that. It sucks to lose to Kansas City. Where do you got them going? I got him winning the first two. Loss, 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 loss. Loss, loss, loss. Win. Your guy Justin Fields. Loss. Three and three and five going into the bye week. Three and five. Wow. I hope hey, I'll I'll take your your solution more than mine. One more from Pat Sertan. Um, are the receivers the best you've faced? I say our receivers, Jerry, Judy, and Corlin Sun every day. Um, they're making me better. I could, I'll tell you the truth. Um, you know, I, could, I could tell they're going to have a big year this year um, with them, Russ, and their whole offense. Um, you know, I could say that, you know, they have, they have been balling, you know, each and every week um, during training camp. So, you know, I say them, you know, they've been making me better. You know, we just competing back and forth. So, you know, I can't wait to see what they do. How tough are they as a twosome, Judy and uh, Sutton? How tough? I, I, I think that what PS2 just said is spot on, that it is an iron sharpens iron right now. Now, last year, no, don't believe that. Mm-hmm. But what I've seen out there in training camp, it looks like there's some real work that's happening. It's not PS2, you got to go cover Jerry Judy, okay, yeah, yeah that's not go easy. through the motions, it is right. what it is. Um, but PS2 was winning, I would say, 90% of those matchups last year where it, it goes back and forth. There's a better working relationship where these guys are going to be ready this year because of it. And, you know, training camp, you're getting that work in, getting that work in when your body doesn't feel well, when it doesn't count, and you're wondering why. So the game should be a lot more easier for these three guys. 